This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset. I'm your host, David McCabe. Go follow me on Twitter. How about that? Twitter.com slash McCabe. YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash David McCabe. Now, you know that we do the Patreon thing here at Reset. So I've got this Patreon. It's Patreon.com slash David McCabe. That helps support the show. That helps pay the bills. That helps pay the the hosting bills for the podcast, hosting bills for the forums, the blog, all the stuff that goes along with it, the backups, everything. All that money. Now, I teased a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about a giveaway for patron patrons, Patreon members. So if you support the show, your name is in here. I think it's $2 and up. You are on the giveaway team. Now, what I've done, <laughs> I've come home from CES with just a bunch of stuff, right? And I'm never going to use this stuff. It sits around or I give it to my kids or something. So, I've got all kinds of little things. And if you're on Patreon, you know what it is. You've seen the post. And do you hear that? So, I've got all your names printed out. And I think I printed out the $10 folks three times and the five dollar folks two times i believe i somewhere in this is going on and on isn't it somewhere in the texts and the descriptions that i said that i would wait the uh those folks a little heavier so i'm going to pick some names two drawings i said there was going to be one but there's actually going to be two so my first name, this is going to be, let's see, this is going to be for the large plethora of stuff, and you're going to get a reset sticker as well. Okay, here we go. John Biggs. John Biggs. I know I know that guy. John Biggs, friend of the show. I will, if your address is in Patreon, I will find you. If it is not, I'm going to need, I'll send you a message. I'm going to need your address. So I'm going to pick the next name out of the hat, and it is Doug. Doug, I do not, Z-A-G-H-A. I do not want to mispronounce your name. So I've got these two names in front of us now. The cool thing is, is I've got all kinds of more stuff. I'm going to do this at least once a month. I'm going to send out. Doug, you're, you're getting a surprise. You're getting a surprise. Plus a reset sticker. So there we go. Sorry to take up all that time at the front of the show. But thank you for listening to Reset. Hey, if you get a chance, why don't you go out to Patreon and uh, become a $2 patron. You can actually become a $1 patron. If you, if any anybody who joins Patreon to support the show and the forums, I'll send you out one of those famous reset stickers. So please do that. Now, what do we got going on? We have a new sponsor 
in the reset forums. I want you to go out and take a look because IcyDoc is back. They get a nice little banner at the top and they're talking about some really cool gear. So I was looking through this gear before, you know, doing the whole sponsorship with IcyDoc. Now this is called Tough Armor. So it's a little different. It's high density drive cages and they're ruggedized. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing to need ruggedized <laughs> drive cages. I don't know if you're dragging them through the uh, you know, the the server room and being mean to them, but these are ruggedized. But I want you to take a look at them cuz they're pretty darn cool. There's one that's a 16x. That means you can fit 16 like SSDs or small hard drives into a two by five and a quarter drive bay. Now I've got one of these in one of my boxes, not a tough armor like this, but it's a regular. I'm fitting, I think three or four large size hard drives, three and a halves into a two by five and a quarter, 5.25. It's, this is unreal. You really need to go take a look at this. Just click the banner in the, um, at the top of the homeservershow.com forums, reset forums, and it will take you straight to the Tough Armor. And there's also a post coming up in the near future, and I will, uh, I'll link to that, and I'll talk about that here in the near future. But I just thought it was kind of cool. I usually don't do that for sponsors, right? It's you Sponsors buy an ad. The ad speaks for you know the product, yada, yada. But I just thought it was cool. I, kinda, I like the ICDoc stuff. I buy their stuff and use it, so it's really cool. Now I'm just jealous, and I want 16 SSDs. Can you imagine, like, striping that blistering speed? I wonder what the, um, someone will answer this to me. What is the, where does the performance fall off? Like, if you stripe, like, five SSDs and get X speed out of it, where does it fall off and start to diminish after you've added different drives. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speaking out loud. Sorry. So go check that out. Got a couple of things to talk to you about. I'm going to talk to you about a couple more surfaces, surface laptop that I purchased, uh, surface pro LTE. How about we talk about some Amazon and ring? How about we talk about some smart things and I'll give you, I'll give you an update on what I've been up to and I will, I'll, I'll do that mining update at the end of the show. I've got a lot of news for you from that end of the whole spectrum of this podcast. So let's get started. Maybe we should start with my first love-to-hate relationship, and that's with smart things. Smart things <laughs> has been in the news, and it's not been good. So there was an outage. Let's look up the date. What was this date? It was March 13th. Man, that was two days ago. So U.S. outage, capacity issues in the cloud. It's probably something to do with this new app that they're trying to push out. And there was about nine hours of outage of smart things and people were pissed. I mean, people were just up in arms and I get it, right? This, especially people that have migrated towards like alarm type things and you have certain things that turn on and, you know, you, 
you come to rely on smart things to do all this for you. And when it's down for nine hours for a lot of people, then it's it's an issue. It becomes an issue very quickly. And you know, I, I've had sporadic issues with mine. And honestly, I don't know if I was affected by this or not. I would tell you if, yeah, my, my toaster kept, you know, turning on or off, you know, something stupid like that. But it didn't. I didn't notice this. I've noticed other things which are annoying, but I haven't I didn't notice that one to be just to be frankly honest with you. Now, they've also come out with a new app experience. Now they announced this at CES. And they said there was going to be a new experience that were going to bring some things together with Samsung. So, that new app is out. So what they've done is they've taken the old app and they've called it Smart Things Classic or something like that. And the new one is called Smart Things and in brackets, or hashtags, whatever, Samsung Connect. So Samsung is finally getting their fingers into the cake batter and they're, they're messing up the cake, to be honest with you. So if you go out, now, if you're an Android, you, this is, I've just looked at Android. I have not looked at iOS. I have it on both platforms. I should, I should go and do that. But if you look out on Android, if you look at your app, it's got an update maybe, but it's not the new update. They're kind of pushing it out a little by little, which is what they should do instead of dropping it on every single user all at once. So I'm going to tell you to, if you're a SmartThings customer, be wary of this update. You probably should go out and read a little bit Maybe check some forums, maybe check on Reddit and make sure everything is bueno because I'm looking at the comments on the app itself and it does not look bueno. There are a lot of broken things. There's a lot of uh, systems that are not working. And granted, this may be those folks that have, you know, a bazillion things on smart things and crazy things going on but this one guy says his garage doors won't even operate from the app and that was just that was two days ago so i will give you a link of the new app if you want to look at that because it's actually kind of hard to find it's, it's tricky but you can search smart things in your app directory and you can find it because it has the new has a new logo it looks like a, a star with circles and it says Samsung Connect. It's smart thing, Samsung Connect. You'll you'll know it by that. But I can put a link in the show notes for you, so you can go look. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna upgrade. I mean, I have enough trouble as it is. I don't. I don't need more, right? I do not need more. So, smart things, man. I, I don't know what you're doing, but you, you've got to. You've got to cut this out. Cut this out. So now, having said that, I purchased connected. When did I purchase this? Probably in December. So these guys were on a pre-order. Um, were these guys? It was a Kickstarter. So connected.io had 1,777 backers. And I was one of those. I bought it, I think a 12 zone kit, $99. What this does 
is you go into your legacy alarm panel and unplug everything from the board there and plug it into this new board and all of a sudden your legacy equipment is all on smart things which I want to test out but also scares the bejesus out of me right because all I mean you literally have to cut over right then as soon as you undo that alarm panel you're on smart things so if it fizzles out if it loses you know like my smart things all the time will just randomly have a thing a door window sensor or a switch or something and it'll just go offline yeah i don't know the state of this nope not going to report anything it's the oddest thing ever and it it drives me absolutely bonkers like there's a light switch in one room of my house. It's a, a Z-Wave light switch. It's always got power to it. And it it just it just gets lost. It just gets lost. And I, I don't I don't know. Uh it, it's frustrating. If you have some of these frustratings with smart things, hey, you can talk with me or the other folks in the reset forums. We've got a big IoT, a big home automation section out there, and we can chat about this. We can chat about now I started this with connected.io. This is not their fault, right? This is actually a really cool piece of equipment that I think is going to be really cool. It's just I'm having the issues. Do I leave my legacy alarm system and move over to the connected alarm panel? Well, it's easy to it's easy to talk about it now because I don't have it. These guys are having trouble Imagine that, a Kickstarter having trouble delivering the gear. So they've had, I've gotten tons of emails about, you know, circuit boards and this manufacturer and that vendor and this vendor, you know, what, whatever. It's, it was supposed to ship by now. It hasn't shipped, but I'm okay with that. I'm not griping it connected. I just, that's, it's typical. If you get on a Kickstarter, you expect to have delays and you know, crazy things like that. So how have you been doing with your smart things? Me, it, it's it's touch and go. Let's talk about it in those reset forms. I think we should. Okay, on to happier thoughts. Let's talk about some Surface devices. You know, I just got back from the MVP conference there in Redmond, Washington, in Bellevue and Redmond. Let's call it Seattle. Make it easy. So I got back from that. Now, I am an official Windows Insider MVP. Now, if you don't know my MVP story, or you don't know what an MVP is, it's a most valuable professional. And we could probably uh, debate that on, on my behalf, right? But I started out in the Windows Home Server world, and I think I moved to SBS for a little while, small business server group, when uh, the home server was kind of disbanded. And then I went briefly, very briefly, to the Windows consumer group. I did that in order to stay in the system until, until the Surface group was, the Surface MVP was created. Now, mind you, this is not all, this is not any of my decision, right? This is, this is the, the program. I, I didn't say, well, I'll be this. No, I'll be that. 
This is all the Windows MVP program dictating that. Now, there's been a lot of changes in this program over the years, a lot of cycling, a lot of different different things going on, a different different teams operating the the insiders and the MVPs. So I went to the surface group and I was in the consumer group, which pegged me perfectly, right? Because I, I, I wouldn't consider myself like an enterprise surface person. I'm not deploying 500 of these things a day, you know, with enterprise Fortune 500 companies. I'm just not. I'm kind of fanboyish. I, I call myself a surface cheerleader, right? Because I'm kind of press. I'm kind of cheerleader. I'm kind of forums, not the Microsoft answer forums, but my own forums. So more or less consumer cheerleader. Well, they got rid of consumer cheerleaders. So I say I got fired. We didn't really get fired, but I got fired from the Surface program. There's no longer a Surface MVP. There is a Windows and Devices for IT, I think is that. And I think that's technically my like a secondary MVP category for me. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I was moved to the Windows Insider MVP. Now Windows Insider is something that everyone can do, right? You can go to updates in your Windows 10 uh, control panel and you can be an insider. You can sign up, sign in with your Microsoft account and you can get fastering or slow ring builds to test Windows. That officially makes you a Windows insider. Now you can also be an Office insider. You can go to Oh, you're going to make me uh, look this up, right? So you got to go to an Office product. You have to go to File. I don't even know how to do it on the Mac, which I'm recording on. I have to do it on a Windows PC. I'm going to have to look that up, but you can also be a, an Office Insider, which I am now an Office Insider. Now, Windows Insider is tied to your Microsoft account, which will allow you to put devices on FastRing or SlowRing, according to that login. Office Insider, if you'd like to test new Office builds, is tied to equipment. So if you sign in with one piece of gear, one computer, one laptop, one Surface, it is only on that one, right? If you want to do it on the other ones, you have to go to the other ones and and enroll them as well. I think I got that right. Now, where was I? So, no, now I'm a Windows Insider MVP. So that just means that, I don't know, I'm not any better any better than any other Windows Insider MVP. It's just I was previously an MVP and kind of needed a place to go, and they don't want to, I guess they don't want to fire you, right, and have you not be a Windows uh, MVP if you were. That's just convolutedly explained, isn't it? But if you are active in a forum or the Microsoft Answers forum or are an active I mean, just tweeter or a user, you know, you work for IBM or something and you're testing Windows and you would like 
maybe you could be a Windows Insider MVP. And you just get a little more access to um, the Windows group. If you are a avid feedback producer, like you, you're kind of a bug person, you're a feedback, well, this window or this mouse travel is too, too grand from this step to that step, you know, something, if you give a lot of feedback, you could possibly be candidate and a good candidate for a Windows Insider MVP. You can search for that. Just Google Windows Insider MVP and it'll take you to the uh, MVP program and you can read up about that. And I'll try to put a link in the uh, the show notes, reset.fm slash 43. And you can take a look at that. Maybe Maybe you're a good uh, you're a good fit for Windows Insider. Probably better than me since I can't figure out the Office Insider. I'm on a Mac; it doesn't count. Um, so I started telling you that yes, went to Redmond to visit with Microsoft, and I try when I get back from those conferences, I try not to go super in depth about what I did, what I saw, what I said, right? Because I always I always kind of forget what was told to us in NDA and what was just general information. There's a lot of information coming at you very quickly. It's three days. It can be four, four and a half days, if you choose, of information coming at you in a blistering speed, crazily coming at you. And... A lot of it is NDA. So you like you can't take out your phone in the middle of a presentation, right? Snap a picture of the uh, the slide deck. You just can't do it. Um, there's like a no tweet, no post kind of uh, reminder. Hey, this is an NDA session. Because they can say something just off the cuff. It might not be in the slides. It just say, oh, yeah, hey, oh, that was NDA. Sorry, don't talk about that. So it's really kind of neat in that regard that you do get information and roadmap. It's really, really a valuable thing to be an MVP for Microsoft. It, uh, it's, it's really a great experience. I, I, I recommend it for anybody that is active with a Microsoft product if you think you're that active, you know, because they have it for almost every software and service. Azure is a huge one. And everything, or all the way down to OneNote. There's some OneNote MVPs that know that software probably as well as the team that coded it, right? Really good stuff. So, having said all that, we need to talk about Surface. No, no, no. I don't know about any new Surface Eye. Is that how? That's how you say uh, multiple surfaces, right? Surface. I'll just say surfaces. No, you know they're coming though, right? Because like May to July area is always like announce slash release. Remember the Surface Pro 3 time frame? That's what I always keep in mind when um, when I'm thinking about, you know, either buying or trying to wait out a new device. So let's hope we get something in that time frame. So no, I didn't see anything at Summit while you're even thinking about it. No, they don't show us that, right? It's way, way too important for them to let loose on a bunch of MVPs. You know, we'd go spill on the beans, right? But uh, let's hope 
let's just hope we get something this summer. Would be nice. So let's talk some more Surface. We've got the new Surface Pro, and it has LTE. You should know this by now, right? Surface Pro, 12.3-inch screen, touchscreen, uh, smart keyboard, use it, don't use it, 3.2. Actually, you have to use it. Who, who, nobody uses a Surface Pro without a keyboard, right? So start the email. Here it comes. 3.2 or 3 to 2 ratio. And the big difference is it has an LTE chip. Now, this was announced, it was reviewed by the big guys, by the big magazines and blogs, and actually at Summit, we got to look at some of the inside of this, the parts. I can tell you that. That's not breaking any rules. We got to look at parts and pieces and talk LTE and talk about carriers and all kinds of other fun stuff, which was a great session. It's going to come unlocked, and it's, oh my God, expensive at 1450 bucks. that's just for the tablet. Then you're gonna pay. Then you're gonna pay what? I mean, they discount the keyboards, right? So you can get the same keyboard. So let's just round it to a hundred dollars. That's not the fancy Al Alcantara, Alcantara, <laughs> Alcantara. You just wanted me to do that. That's not the fancy fabric one. That's just the plain plastic, meshy, you know, looking keyboard, which is fine. You don't you don't need the fancy one, right? So that's another hundred bucks. We're talking. After tax, $1,600 and some change, kind of getting closer to $1,700 for a Surface Pro. And that's not even a Core i7. It doesn't come with a Core i7. only comes Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 um, storage. Now, that is a healthy Surface Pro. You probably don't need any more than that for you know, a portable device. So I'm not griping about the i7. I am griping about the price. I'd love to have one of these. Actually, I would love to test one with my Project Fi data sim. So on Project Fi, you can order, I think, up to 10 data sims. And you don't have to pay a monthly fee on the data sim. You just pay for the data that it uses. So I would really, really, really love to try that. Now, the big question is going to be, how will they do the plans? How will they roll out the plans? I'm not sure. I've I've been on Project Fi for so long. It's so easy. You just go to the Fi app and say, send me a data sim. And in two days, you have a data sim at your house. And you don't have to do anything. You don't go to a store. You don't have to talk to those silly human people. And you don't pay any fees. You don't pay 35 bucks just to activate the stupid thing and then have to sign in at a Verizon store. Can you tell that I don't like the, these that experience? The Fi experience is uh, fantastic. So reset.fm slash project Fi if you want to get on board. So let's go 1700 bucks, fully furnished and portable mobile. I, I think it's out of my out of my reach. Honestly, out of my reach. If it's within your reach and you're getting it, tell me why. Are you getting it for your company? Your company getting it for you? And maybe maybe there'll be some sales. Because we've asked Microsoft for this, right? We begged LTE, give me portable. Let me go portable. These are tablets, by the way. And they gave it to us on Surface 3. They, let's see, Surface 2 had an LTE option, right? Surface 3 
had the LTE option. So we need to all go and get one. Purchase one to let Microsoft know that we like it and they should put this on all of their devices and not charge us any extra, right? No markups. Let's just let's just be able to use our data when we want. Okay, we got to move on. Did you hear I know everybody heard about this? Amazon.com buys Ring. Yes, the doorbell people ring. So Amazon has cameras. They can get into your house. They have locks. Now they have Ring doorbell. Do you, I mean everybody I I think a lot of the news outlets and and pundits and and tech people was like, yeah, they, you know, that makes sense. That's a great buy for Amazon. That's a great sell for the maker of Ring. I visited the Ring booth in at CES this year and it was real cool. They recreated the garage that the that the founder worked in in order to create the device, which was called Doorbot to begin with. So he was working on something else entirely. And I don't know, something needed to hear the doorbell and made this out of necessity to solve one of his own issues. And now he sold that for a billion dollars with a B. <laughs> with That's a B. So how cool is that? Now, I did, so I just, I just looked it up on Amazon. Just, hey, let's go to Amazon and, and check out Ring. The original doorbell that you can get in three different colors has 29,055 reviews. They all average to four and a half out of five stars. That is an amazing, amazing review run right there. Ring Video Doorbell 2, 3,200 four out of fives. Ring Doorbell Pro, 10,700 four out of fives. I mean, you're talking four out of five and four and a half out of five and up. So that leads me back to my conundrum. I have two Ring Video Doorbell Pros sitting in boxes. And I also have two Ring Floodlight Camera Motion Activated HD Spotlight things. So it's like these two big spotlights and a camera in the middle. $250 product. I have two of those that I need to install. Two of those, two ring video doorbells. They're sitting in boxes. So I'm asking your opinion. Ring has a plan for 10 bucks, 10 bucks a year actually, and that protects, that does, that covers everything, all your ring products in that, I guess address, that domicile, whatever. Do you think it's, do you think it's, I should be, I, I need to get this going, right? I need to get them installed because I think that's quite the deal. Get into the $10 a month. Oh, excuse me. Earlier I said $10 a year. No, 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 no. $10 per month or $100 per year. Let me correct that. So that comes out to $100 per year. You're going to have to pay that up front. That comes out to 8 bucks, a little over 8 bucks a month. That's unlimited cameras. You get $10 off or 10% off purchases at ring.com. Extended warranty for the life of your Protection Plus plan. Video recording, video review, video sharing. Now they have a basic plan that is video recording 
for 60 days, video review, and video sharing. That's per camera. So $3 a month per camera. So literally, I could... Now, I guess if you have one or two cameras, probably should go $3 a month per camera. But the sweet spot is definitely $8.30 a month. Unlimited cameras. So I'm asking you, should I... I need to get in on this. Do you think... Amazon is going to raise prices. Do you think they're going to tie it to something different? Do you think they're going to tie it to Prime? Not only did you get delivery, but you get security plan and streaming music and video. I mean, Amazon is, they are working their fingers into every nook and cranny of our lives. It's crazy. I, I, Maybe I'm the only one concerned about this, but this is this is nuts. I mean, Toys R Us is closing every single store in America. They're shutting down. Toys R Us. Didn't you ever go to Toys R Us and get a video game or a board game or a box of Legos? You know, they're, they're going away. No more. Amazon. Walmart. Walmart's getting into it hard. They have got to compete. They need to be, they just need to follow the model and start delivering, right? They need to get in on this. So it, it, it's crazy. I just need to get my stuff in, in order and get these things, get them installed. You know, when I do that, I've got these Blink indoor cameras and I've got those at every door. I've got every door. I got them at two doors, side door. And the front door, both of those need the ring.com. So I'll have those doors covered. I can move the blink cameras. I don't know why that didn't occur to me. That just now occurred to me. I can move those. So I don't even have to hear the doorbell anymore. I just wait for the phone to buzz. When the phone buzzes, I know someone's out there. I can actually look at the clip and I can see who it is. You know, see if it's just a box delivered. I really, really like that seeing that box getting slid up there by the delivery person. So that's really cool. Now I can move the blinks. I'm going to keep them outside too. Move the blinks to another location where I think that I could use some coverage, maybe over close to the pool. Now, I've had good luck with them outside, but that doesn't mean they're getting direct exposure to elements. No direct sunlight, no direct rain. So this is going to be an extended review of like an indoor product used outdoor just i need to see how long it lasts the batteries lasted a long time so those were lithium batteries that came with those they i think they said do not recharge on the on the label they were like don't recharge these so i just put amazon basics back in there i don't know if you order batteries from amazon but uh it's a pretty good deal i just double a's and uh, triple A's. I just have streaming into the house at all times, right? So I just put Amazon Basics in there and we'll see how long they last. And we use the doors a lot. You know, the dog is in and out and the dog hits the door and it gets recorded all the time. So I was super impressed with the batteries that Blink put in there. So moral of the story, what do you think about the Amazon Ring connection? Do we need to get subscribed? I, I, I need to. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you now. Okay, so I've got some good news for you. I've got, okay, it's good news for me. I want to talk, I want to go into the 
mining section. So if you're not into mining, you got off easy, 35-minute podcast, but actually just keep listening because it's it's actually more of a story than it is like hardcore mining. Like I'm telling you what that, well, I'm going to talk about mining intensely, but we're going to talk about this story first. Okay, this is going to take a spreadsheet. I've got a spreadsheet in front of me called 2017 Crypto. I need to change it. I've got my 18 stuff in here too. But I started adding up. When the market started taking a dip, I started looking at what is my investment? How much do I have in this? So I started looking at my NVIDIA rig because I have typically, for the most of the life of this NVIDIA rig, I have used it to mine an algorithm that is better suited for AMD cards. Now, I'm currently building an AMD rig as well. So I thought, why don't I just float this out there on Craigslist and see what I can get for it, right? Maybe there's someone out there that would like the fruits of my labor and to have a finished rig. When I say finished, you may not have seen it. It's in the reset forums in the cryptocurrency section where I... I created a wooden structure in order to hold the motherboard, two power supplies, the hard drive, and the cards. I've got seven GPUs on this rig. They're all on top, and they, you know, just one through seven, bam, 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 all, and they're kind of, they're a little off to the side of the motherboard. They stretch the power and extender cables to the absolute maximum, right? But I wanted to get off of the the motherboard a little bit. I wanted more access to the motherboard, which you don't have to have that. And actually, my second rig that I'm building, I'm not doing it like that. But I built it super heavy duty. I I don't know if I wood glued it, but I definitely used uh, the air gun and nailed it in all shapes and fashion. It was It is super sturdy. I used more sturdier wood than most folks do. Mounted the motherboard with, I pre-drilled holes and sunk in the, I didn't sink in, but I put in the, the little motherboard riser screws and then screwed the motherboard down. A lot of folks simply zip tie everything. And they, on wood, they will simply zip tie straight to the wood. And then they zip tie everything else. Well, I was going to try to go with screws. Well, I quickly found out when doing video cards, things got out of hand really quickly, and I used a lot of zip ties to help me, uh, you know, make, make sure things don't move around. So I created a nice rig, and I used an Asus, no, an ASRock, ASRock Z2, I can't remember the nomenclature, it is a Z270 killer SLI. That's what it is. Z270 Killer SLI. It's a LGA1151. It's a DDR4. I put a Celeron in it. I put two sticks of four, two power supplies, an extra power connector to run the second supply, and seven video cards. Seven NVIDIA video cards. Now, not high-end video cards. Three 1060s, two 1050 TIs, and two 1050s. Remember I got into this late when they started getting expensive. 
the I started looking at the worth of these on eBay and mainly 1060s. The 1060s value started coming down quite a bit. It was almost to the point where I was like, man, I could just swap out my 1050s and go with all 1060s at this price. But I added up what I paid for it and then I added up what I thought I could achieve on eBay, which is which was less, but considering I have mined with this as well, right? I have mined, gotten value out of these cards. I threw it on Craigslist. Oh, that reminds me. I got to take it off Facebook Marketplace. Okay, got that done. <laughs> I took it off of Craigslist already. So I had it on there a couple of days, and I got, um, got an email, and he wanted to talk. I'm like, great. So I was in the car, talked to the gentleman, seemed like a really nice guy, wasn't a kid. You know, I was kind of leery about selling something on Craigslist. I was like, how am I going to show someone a mining rig, right? Am I going to invite a stranger down in my basement? Hello? No way. So I kind of vetted this person out. And I mean, he told me his life story. And we talked a while and what he was doing. And this rig was actually pretty perfect for him. He was building up slowly and surely with cheap parts, not cheap, but, you know, trying to find the deals, inexpensive parts, and, you know, just biding his time. But he wanted to get into learning crypto, you know, now. He needed to go and get something mining. He had everything but GPUs, no GPUs. And he ran across mine, and that's instant, instant learn, instant mine, instant revenue, right? So I took... We set a time. I had a plan in my head. We set a time. I'm going to meet at my house. And I, when I knew he was coming, I turned everything off on this rig, grabbed the rig. I mean, it's a wooden frame, right? It's an open air frame. Put it in my garage. I got an Eero. I programmed a brand new Eero. It wasn't brand new. It's an older Eero. But, you know, got it running, programmed it, got it on the network, you can attach to it and everything. And then I used Ethernet from the rig to the back of the Eero, and that's how it connected to the Internet because it's in my garage, right? I didn't want to stream a 60-foot Ethernet cable. So we got networking. I took out a little bitty monitor, keyboard, mouse, and set it down. And my worst fear, right, if is if you've ever done this, is moving one of these things. You can... You can make Windows 10 very fussy with seven GPUs. It's not technically designed to do that, right? It it gets fussy at times. And my biggest fear was it would do that. You know, one of the one of the cards would go offline in device manager. I'd have to reload driver. You know, it would just be fussy at me. I'd have to reseat things. Put it out there, booted it. This boot takes probably five minutes to settle down. Seven GPUs, I don't know what it does every boot, but it takes time to settle down. I've learned, let it do its thing. Watch the hard drive light. Once it stops being permanent color, permanent flashing, you're good to go. Check device manager. All the cards are there. Everything's great. I just, I started mining instantly. (laughs) I'm mining in the garage. The temperatures are cool. And it was great. And then I waited for the gentleman to arrive. Met him in the driveway, of course. 
showed him to the garage. Now, remember, I also have, I pulled a car out, so I have a camera. So I have a camera there recording 24-7. And so I felt safe there, and as soon as I met the guy, I was like, okay, I, you know, all your Craigslist fears are gone, right? Because you meet the person, you know, he actually brought his wife and a grandchild. So, like, you know, your grandchild can play with my boy's trucks right here in the garage, and we're fine. So it was a great conversation. Got him up and running, showed him what tricks I could, got the full amount of my rig that I was asking for. He was a very, um, on Craigslist, I know if you've done Craigslist a lot, which I have, you can get buyers that think they have you at at the sale and they, they will lowball you. Or they will say, oh, if it's $40, they're like, oh, all I brought was a 20 and a 10. Hey, will you take 30 and what you have to do is uh, get back in your car and leave. And I've done that before. I had a, I had something in the back of my car. Somebody lowballed me. Said, "Oh, this is all I got." And I just, because I, I opened the back of the car, and then I just started shutting it. I just reached up for it, like, "No, sorry." Started shutting it, and you know, all of a sudden, another ten dollars appeared out of their pocket. So it's a big game. Um. You just have to be ready to say no and go about your merry way and hope that, you know, nothing bad goes wrong. I've had, I've had a lot of people, you know, try, try these methods and you can combat them very easily. You just have to stick to your guns. Oh, don't even say that with Craigslist. No guns. Um, you know what I meant. Got full price. No, There was no bartering. And I was holding, always hold something of value back. I'm giving you a Craigslist tip. Always hold something of value back. And I was holding back the product boxes. I have every single product box for these. And my plan was if he came in, you know, because when you're dealing in hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, it's easily to increment not in tens, not in fifties, but in hundreds. So I would have, if he would have asked me to discount it, I was going to add the piece of value, which is all of the boxes, the manuals, and the pieces and parts that I had not yet showed and keep the price, what I was asking for. Say, no... I need this much from it. This is what it's marked at. That's what I need. But I will also give you all of this too. So you're you're kind of countering with value that you hid. So use that next time if you're having a, a Craigslist meet. Always, when you list the item, kind of think of something of value that that you can do like that. It, it works. It works all the time, actually. Um what am I saying? So we mined, we talked, and it was a great conversation. I I haven't heard back from him. I offered, you know, tips and tricks. Uh, I I think I may have overwhelmed him at points with mining speak. He did. He was very aware of online 
resources, YouTube videos, and and I have no doubt that he will get going. And I, I'm sure my rig right now is mining and churning for him. Unfortunately, I can't remote into it because I did remove Tim Viewer, but uh, that'd be kind of fun to remote into it and see what it's doing. That would be kind of mean. You can't do that. You can't do that. I got more out. I got more than what I paid. Let's just put it that way. I got more than what I paid for this equipment because the equipment has increased in value. And I think I sold it at the right time. It's going to be interesting how this market is playing out. And it's going to be interesting when a video card provider comes out with new new gear to see what happens, to see if people start selling. It's going to be interesting to see what the ASICs, the ASIC miners, the boxes that do nothing but mine a specific algorithm or a specific coin, those are hurting small-time miners like myself, GPU miners. It's going to be interesting to see if this market keeps dipping lower and lower prices are going to correct i literally think that you could build a couple of rigs and just wait for the prices to be right for gpus <laughs> if if you want to try this game right i i really think that you could do that also the prices of coin are so low it is getting to the point where some are going to drop out of the game. It's going to weed out the weak and the strong coins will survive. And that also leads me to my next move. Because here's, here's my next move. I was going to instantly buy a new motherboard and create an AMD rig. And I'm pausing on that right now. So I, I'm going to go to my original plan. What I was going to do is buy a motherboard, one of the bigger ones that I can put a massive amount of AMD GPUs. <clears throat> I am buying up the little ones, the RX 550s. The, I like the 2 gigs. I can mod the BIOS. I can overclock them and push them to their limits. And they are good little cards. They mine the algorithm that I like, the coins that I like. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's enjoyable to me. I was going to do that on a new board in a grand fashion, right? Get I was gonna run at least eleven, maybe thirteen. And now I don't know. I'm kind of sitting back. I think I may take pause, let things further hash out, no pun intended. And I'm going to use the motherboard I have because I can run seven GPUs on it and I have <clears throat> I have a $200 Dell PC with three GPUs on it. It's crazy. Um, little bitty ones, the, G, the RX 552 gigs. And I'm going to just keep going like that and just let them run, let them churn. What I am going to do is reload Windows operating system on um, the motherboard, the the I have another Asus Z270 SLI or Killer SLI. I have another one of those that's acting up. 
and it doesn't it's not allowing me to uh overclock a lot in uh, mod bios so i just need to reload it it's it's had way too much trial and error on it and so i'm going to stick doing that however i have it in a case right now it's in a case all the gpus are on risers but they're sitting on top of the case i had i strapped a board on top of the case and they're all like on the boards right Kind of like it's a wooden rig, but they're on boards like on top. It actually works really well. I just came in from outside, split this podcast up in a couple parts, and I just cut down pieces of wood to make an entirely brand new wooden frame. Now I'm going to make this one nice. I've already painted one side, so I'm going to make it really nice looking. The other one was just raw wood. You know, it was my first time and it had so many mistakes in it. But it was still nice. Still very sturdy. This one, I'm at least going to paint over my mistakes, right? Um, It's got some American hickory in there. It's got some real nice wood, actually. Some real good grain. And I'm going to build that AMD rig with seven GPUs and see how it does. See if I can push that. And uh, I'm hoping to get another at least another 500 hash per second out of improving the operating system to uh, strap some strap some BIOS, mod some BIOS, overclock some memory. It's almost like adding an additional RX 550. That's what I'm going for. And I'm going to see how that works out. And I may, check this out, I may... Get I need it needs to run strong. It needs to run solid. I need to not worry about it. And then I may put that out on Craigslist and say I've got a rock solid rig if anybody wants it for X amount. So I may also consolidate cards. I have some four gigabyte cards that I'm not a big fan of, that they're kind of they are kind of cantankerous, fussy to to run. And I may, I may like eBay those and buy some more two gigs. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So that's kind of the story. That's kind of where I'm at now. If I did that, Dave, what are you thinking about? You, that's all your GPUs. You're done. I'm out. Uh, I'm going to keep one 1060. I have it in my Windows PC sitting right beside me, and that's my gamer. I always will keep a 1060. And I may, I may look at that. Yeah, I made a pretty, a pretty good payday just by selling this rig, and I've got all that cash. I may think about putting that in and going with some altcoins, taking some shots, and just maybe letting it sit. Right, take take my profits and put it to work buying the coin. It would take me months and years to mine this stuff. I can just buy it now and you know and do some do some buy sells, right? Sell it when it gets to X higher and to Y higher and to Z higher, you know, start taking profits and and buying on dips. I may I may start doing that. I don't know. Take a certain amount. There's a lot of risk in there, but I've got some I'm not out anything, right? I just sold my equipment and made money. 
And I still have all that stuff that I've mined sitting out there already. Oh, speaking of that, I've been a big fan of Electronium. ETN. Let's see what it is today. I'm going to go to my app, Blockfolio. Oh, everything, everything is just bleeding. Electronium is 0.036, so 3.6 cents. And that's what I have the most of. So that one pains me. Another little coin I've been mining is called Turtle, T-R-T-L. I mine Masari, MSR, and KRB, which are kryptonite algorithms. I mine those when I can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> and I I own Ripple, Tron. I have some Bitcoin. I have some Z Classic. I have some Litecoin. I have some Ethereum. I have Storage. I have Burst. And what else? I've been thinking about looking at Monero a little more, although that has been having some some issues in chats about that. I have some Verge as well, which is also bleeding like mad. So Ripple and Verge and Tron are the coins that I would take profits from other coins and buy, and those are bleeding. Those are huge losses. Huge. I'm not talking huge. I'm talking like put it in perspective 50 bucks down to 20 bucks so losing 30 out of 50 dollars that's pretty big honestly to a small player that's that's pretty big imagine if that was 5,000 right if you'd put 5,000 grand in there 5,000 grand 5,000 dollars it's a lot of money that's a that's a big dip it's a huge dip so there you have it for folks that Anybody that wants to say, I told you so, there's your moment, man, because this market has dipped. It has dipped. It may be at the point, it may be uh, horrible financial advice, but maybe there's something out there that intrigues you. If you read up on it, maybe you would like to invest a couple dollars into it. If it goes up any, you're going to make money, right? It's kind of crazy. I'm available to talk, to chat out there in the reset forums. I love talking cryptocurrency. And... I mean, I don't know. I may be done. What do you think? Are you done? Have you gotten enough out of your cards? I don't have enough people that talk back to me. I talked to Jim. talked to Uyghur. talked to Chris Kinney. He's got a few cards. talked to John Biggs. He's got a few cards. few. He's got some big cards. He's got a pretty rig out there in the reset forums. You should go take a look. So having said all of that, if you have joined JSE Coin, thank you very much. It's paying. It's paying me in JSE Coin, which actually has no monetary values, but I'm getting the referral coins. So thank you very much for signing up. If you have not done that, please go to reset.com slash reset.com reset.fm slash I think it's coin. Let me look that up. Yes, it's reset.fm slash coin. Sign up for JSE. You'll get a little bit of uh, referral bonus. I will get a little bit of referral bonus and then you can start a browser right then and there and it will mine a little coin. has no value yet because it's not on an exchange. They haven't released it to the world. This is like a little pre-mine thing. So if it has value... 
it may come out and have value. And you've got a little coin you can mess around with, right? I think that's going to be fun. They've got a nice nice website that you can read on, read up about it. If you're not a patron, head out to reset.fm slash Patreon, or you can just go to patreon.com slash David McCabe. Please try that out. We can, uh, we can have some fun with some of these drawings a little bit more, so that'll, that will be fun. Also, trying to spread the word about my investment of Electronium, which is ETN coin. They have got a an app on Android. I don't know if it's going to make it to iOS, but they're trying. And this is an app that will actually, it'll give you coins. Actually give you coins. It says it's mining, but it's not really mining. It's just kind of generating a coin at the hash rate that your phone could produce if it were mining, right? So it's kind of a simulation, but the coins are real. It's giving you coins. And I've, it, so the app comes, it's a wallet at the same time. So when you get five ETN, it transfers it over to your wallet and you can see it in there. I can see received via mobile miner, 19.28 ETN. That's when they were backed up, when they were getting hit hard uh, by a lot of people, you know, getting new accounts. And then there's another one for 6.26 ETN. And it just keeps transferring over. And this is like free. I'm already holding their coin. And they're giving me a little more just by, you know, running this little app on my phone. And I have noticed it takes a little bit of battery. But what I've been doing is go to bed. I'll turn on the ETN miner and then, you know, plug it in. And then it's, it's who cares? It's just a little bit of power while your phone charges. It's really cool. You need to take a look at it. I can also get you a referral code if you go out to Reset Forums and look for the cryptocurrency section and you will see the referral code. It's an actual, with the app, you can actually scan the barcode or you can put in the little, uh, it's just a little, I don't know, a little, five or six alphanumeric code so it's kind of cool do that you get i think you get some free coin and then i get some free coin too so cool that's it no more talking about about miners but i think we had a pretty good podcast in just the information that we had to talk to discuss about i'm going to have more of an interview type format coming up soon it's i think i've worn out myself with uh talking by myself and I enjoy a format with, you know, other people. So maybe I'm going to find some other people to talk with. I've already got uh, several lined up for you. Thanks for listening to Reset. I appreciate all your support. Don't forget all of those links. And you can always find this episode in the show notes that we discussed at reset.fm slash four three. Have a great week. We'll see you here next time on Reset. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash David McCabe. Follow on Twitter at McCabe.io and you can discuss this episode and more on Reset Forums. Resetforums.com Intro and outro music is by Darylene. Find it at soundcloud.com Darylene Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon. 
patreon.com slash David McKay. There's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset.